Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. I missed that first commercial, so I'm just going to play the, the play the first one again. Um. Well, it's not quite a beautiful morning, but it looks like the sun is trying to to peek through out there. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light, longtime reporter and editor at the Standard Times, filling in for Tim Weisberg, who's uh, been down in Gettysburg for the weekend. He'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, we've been talking about a bunch of different things, and we have. Well, I, I, I was going to say the lines are open, but we're going to the news in two minutes. So maybe um, after the, the news uh, will be a time uh, to, to call in. We've been talking about a number of things this morning. Um, uh, the uh, arrival of Dunkin' Donuts on Route 18 or the re-arrival of Dunkin' Donuts on Route 18. And some of the closures of the um, uh, longtime local coffee shops, particularly um uh, Sunrise in South Dartmouth, which was a successful business, but for whatever reason has closed, uh, much to the chagrin of, of people far and wide on the South Coast. But there's still lots of others left. Uh, we talked about the Baker in downtown New Bedford and Green Bean, which is the place where all the, the hip young folks from um, uh, the Star Store, uh, UMass Dartmouth College of Visual Arts and Performance Arts hang out. Uh, Cafe Arpeggio is under new ownership in the south in the new, in the downtown. That's a a good locally owned one. Um, I, I did notice uh, that uh, we can talk about this later when we come back. That there's um, uh, a Dollar Tree going into where the old um, drugstore was, uh, the Walgreens in the North End. That's uh, going to be interesting. Dollar Tree seem to be popping up everywhere. But we'll go to Adam Bass now and. Um, We'll be back after the news. Extreme heat is baking the U.S. Southwest. Forecasters in Phoenix, Arizona say Saturday was the hottest day of the year for the city, which hit 118 degrees at Sky Harbor International Airport. The heat is expected to continue this week as a high-pressure dome from Texas moves westward. A 25-year-old woman who disappeared Thursday night after calling from 911 from an Alabama highway has been found alive. The Hoover Police Department says Carly Russell returned home alone late Saturday and was taken to a hospital for evaluation. Police are not saying what happened to Russell, who called 911 Thursday night, to report a child wandering alone. When police arrived, they found Russell's red Mercedes running on an interstate near Birmingham and some of her belongings on the ground. Police say they have not received any calls about a missing child. 
A U.S. senator who has been in space says he knows firsthand how thin the Earth's atmosphere is. Trey Thomas has more. Arizona Democrat Mark Kelly said on CNN State of the Union, It's as thin as a contact lens on an eyeball, and we've got to do a better job taking care of it. Kelly says he hasn't seen many climate change deniers during his time in the Senate, adding he believes that that was a thing of the past. He called the Inflation Reduction Act a big down payment on reducing how much carbon is put up in the atmosphere. I'm Trey Thomas. Six people are dead after a two-car crash in Washington State. It happened Sunday in Tacoma, leaving three others injured. Authorities say there were seven people in one car that had capacity for five people. It's believed that a T-bone-style collision caused one of the cars to flip over and catch fire. The Reverend Jesse Jackson is being honored after stepping down as president of the Rainbow Push Coalition. Vice President Kamala Harris attended Sunday's event in Chicago, calling him one of America's greatest patriots. After founding the Civil Rights Group for more than 50 years ago, Jackson announced Saturday that he's resigning but not retiring. The 81-year-old was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 2017. Reverend Dr. Frederick Haynes of the 3rd Dallas was introduced as his successor. Air quality alerts were issued for several U.S. states on Sunday due to thick smoke from Canadian wildfires. The National Weather Service said those included much of Montana, South Dakota, Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois, and Indiana. On Sunday afternoon, officials labeled the air quality in cities like Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, and Des Moines as unhealthy. You may have an unclaimed tax refund. To get it, though, the IRS says you might have to file a tax return for your 2019 taxes by the end of the day. The average unclaimed refund is about $900. An estimated 1.5 million taxpayers may qualify. And Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is an opening to a slower start than expected in theaters. The latest Tom Cruise flick is adjusting its opening weekend for predictions to $78 million, down from the $90 million it was expected to bring in. In sports, the Red Sox beat the Chicago Cubs last night 11-5. The Red Sox will face off against the Oakland Athletics tonight at 9.40 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. As we head through the day today, we're going to see a mixture of sun and clouds. It's going to be humid with a few pop-up spot showers here and there through the afternoon. High of 85. Overnight tonight, mostly cloudy and humid. Low of 69. And for tomorrow, humid with a mixture of sun and clouds with a spot thunderstorm in the late afternoon. High of 82. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 73 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. And get breaking news alerts and podcasts with WBSM app. Adam, are we officially allowed to get on the Red Sox bandwagon again now that they've won five out of six? Mm, I mean, give them like five more games, I'd say. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm still suspicious about this team. I, it just... What what needs to happen is is that they need to they, they need to really keep the streak going. The, the problem is that, you know, they have potential, but they don't use it that well. Sometimes they look really good, and sometimes they're just a joy to watch, and sometimes you just wonder... What the heck is going on? Right. I mean, it could be worse. It could be the Yankees right now. They're just not doing well at all. And they've spent money, whereas the Red Sox have not. Right. So at least at least we're not spending money for getting nothing. Right. Thanks, Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light. I've been filling in for Tim Weisberg this morning. Uh, we've been talking about a variety of things uh, and about 
25 minutes, Brian Frager from National Catholic Reporter is going to be uh, joining us. So that should be an inter- interesting interview. Uh, uh, we'll keep the lines open. You'll be able to talk to Brian about what he's finding in, in his national reporting about the Catholic Church. Uh, and he knows a lot about the local Catholic Church also uh, uh, in terms of uh, what's going on in the Diocese of Fall River. Uh, the number is 508-996-0500 if you want to join us this morning. The lines are open, 508-996-0500. We've been talking about a variety of things, the sleepy New Bedford election. It just seems like we have one sleepy New Bedford election after another. Politics uh, seems to be over in New Bedford. Uh, is that because uh, Mayor John Mitchell has done such a great job that that, that politics is just over in the city? Um, people say that, oh, we need, we need a two-year mayoral term because no one... No one comes out for elections when the mayor isn't on the ballot. But we've had a couple of four-year mayoral terms now, and both times no one came out to run for them either. So I don't, I don't, you know, we're having a mayoral race, but no one comes out to run. You know, maybe it's only when you have an open seat on either the city council or the mayor where, where someone uh, runs for election. It's interesting. All the cities around us, Taunton, Fall River, Brockton, they all seem to have competitive races, Boston. And we don't seem to have Providence. We don't seem to have competitive uh, elections in New Bedford anymore. Maybe that's because New Bedford is, is run so much better than every place else that, that uh, we, we, we just really have the best politicians that, quote unquote, money can buy. Uh, the, the best politicians, maybe we just think that the city is moving forward. I think it is moving forward. Uh, but it, it is just curious that New Bedford seems to be one of the few places where people are not interested in politics. They're, they're even more interested in, in the suburbs of New Bedford, Dartmouth and Fairhaven. What's that about? Do you have a feeling as to why people are, are not interested in politics in New Bedford anymore? Uh, uh, maybe the lack of coverage. Maybe the, the media doesn't give you as, as much uh, coverage. But I, I actually have to say that I think with the rise of South Coast now, with the um, rise of the New Bedford light, I think you're getting as much political coverage as, as you ever did in New Bedford, at least in, in the past two decades or so. And, and yet nobody seems to run for election. We do have another week or so, uh, 10 days. What's t- Today is the 17th uh, of July. Is it the 17th? I guess it's the 17th. Uh, and see what my, my cell phone says. It says the 17th. So we have another 11 days uh, before the deadline for taking out papers. We do have uh, five or six candidates run for mayor. I think it's fair to say that that none of those candidates uh, would be the kind of person that you would think was raising the money or, or having the name recognition, one or the other, to run a serious campaign uh, for mayor. Uh, uh, we have a few new city council candidates, uh, not much going on in the school committee. So people in New Bedford seem to be over politics. They are over politics. Been there, done that. It could be a couple of things. Either they think the city is so well run that that you, there just is no point in running, or they they think that there's nothing that can be done. It doesn't matter who you put in. They're all the same, and they're not going to be any different. Or... Just the power of incumbency is just so great in New Bedford that they don't think you can overcome it. But I will point out that people have overcome it. Uh, Chris Hendricks, a state rep who was in his third term, I believe, 
defeated a 30-year incumbent, Bob Cassara, just just six years ago. So, you know, uh, challenges can win. Um, we had, I think it was maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, the 10 years ago that, that Naomi Carney beat longtime city councilor John Saunders, who had been on the council for around 30 years, and she ousted him from one of the at-large seats. So it is it is possible. Uh, uh, it wasn't that long ago that Fred Kalis defeated Rosemary Tierney when she was an incumbent mayor. It was the second time that Kalis had tried to do it, and he succeeded. But those days, that was 1997, I believe. So 1997 is what, 26 years ago? Wow, time flies when you're having fun. So, so it's it's been a while since um, a mayoral challenger has has ousted an incumbent in New Bedford. It's funny because earlier this year I was assured that that there would be serious challenges to Mayor Mitchell this year, and maybe they're still coming. But if they're coming, it would have to be somebody that already has money. That would be. Uh, Councillor Ian Abu, who has about $80,000. I think Councillor Morad has about 40000 Correct me if I'm wrong, Councillor. Maybe $50,000. Um, Councillor Brian Gomes doesn't have a lot of money, but he has name recognition and he has a following. That would make him uh, uh, a serious candidate. Um, who else? State Rep. Tony Cabral certainly could run for mayor. Uh, State Senator Mark Montigny uh, could run for mayor. They both have enough money. I think Tony is probably interested in the job if it were to open up and be non-competitive. I don't know that he would challenge Mayor Mitchell. Uh, uh, Senator Martigny has made it clear that he, does, he, he, he likes his own job. He thinks that being mayor would be a step down. Uh, uh, it's funny because Mayor Mitchell, when he talks about being a state senator, thinks that's a step, a step down. But uh, uh, I think Mitchell may be waiting for um, the congressional race to open up uh, with, with Bill Keating has already said uh, he intends to retire sometime in this 10-year period. Could could Mayor Mitchell be successful on the Cape? Uh, we don't know. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, but it's just another sleepy election so far. Maybe this last 11 days we're going to have a flurry of candidates and I'll be proven wrong that, that there really were people out there who are quietly getting ready we just didn't know about it. I've, I've heard Mayor, Mayor Lang has taken a look at it. Will Mayor Lang be willing to go through with it? We don't know, but we're going to see. Uh, we're going to take a break now for a, a bit, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. This is Jack Spillane on WBSM. Uh, this is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light, filling in for Tim Weisberg, uh, who will be back tomorrow. Tim's been down in Gettysburg uh, and uh, getting some good rest and relaxation, we hope. Uh, about 15 minutes from now, Brian Fraga from National Catholic Reporter is going to be here to talk about Catholic issues in the South Coast. Uh, so we'll see uh, what he has to say, uh, where the church is headed, uh, what he's heard maybe about some of the uh, churches um, in New Bedford and their futures. Uh, uh, 508-996-0500 if, you wish, if you're interested in, in calling this morning. We've been talking a little bit about the New Bedford election and how sleepy it is. Is anybody out there who's going to run? Uh, I thought that, that um, Mayor Scott Lang or, or someone um, uh, close to him might take a look at it. But, you know, 
uh, Scott has a busy law practice, and he also, um, but he also has the ability to raise the money quickly. That's what he did when he ran against Fred, Fred Kalis, um Oh, it must be almost twenty years ago now. Uh, 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 19, 2005, I believe. Uh, so he, he has that ability to lend himself the money and then he has a successful law practice and then raise the money later and, and uh, uh, pay himself back. So maybe we will have a, a, a competitive election after all. Uh, but as we head toward the end of July, the, the deadline is July 28th. Um, really, there is not a... a well-known name that has, has announced and nothing personal against the other candidates, but sometimes you get what they call vanity candidates where, where people are, want to get their name out there for one reason or another, whether they're really serious candidates for mayor is another question. Uh, uh, we do have Michael Jansen putting his name on the ballot. He's, he's run many times and never been successful. So I'm, I'm a little skeptical that, that, that Mr. Jansen is what the people are interested in, but Michael will raise some, legitimate issues so so there's some value uh to having him in the race uh, uh what's going to happen with that new bedford election why are new bedford elections so much sleepier than elections in other parts of the state and uh, other areas of uh the south coast even uh we're not sure uh, uh we've also been talking about fast food establishments this morning um uh dunkin donuts going in uh uh, on the southern part of Route 18, uh, if you're interested in that, uh, uh, we could talk about that. But we have some calls in the line, so let's go to one of them. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. The only thing I see in the election is the city council. The nature could change with uh, Scott Lima, if he does get in and turn in papers, um, changing from what five councillor to uh, councillor at large. Yes, and it could be uh, a council which isn't as adversarial towards the mayor. Um, you've also got Bruce Duart out there. He's the only one I see with a lot of signs and stuff like that. Yes, uh, bo- both of those candidates I think could make a a run. It's very interesting. Scott Lemer is doing something that you don't see very often on the council. He's giving up a safe seat in Ward Five to go for at large. I talked to Scott and he said that his interests are more of the city in general, particularly the waterfront nowadays, and that's why he's doing it. But it would also give him a future platform to run for mayor someday if he was interested in that. So, But but good for him for taking a chance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about the, the Bruce Duart candidacy? What do you see there? Well, Bruce Duart is a former city council president. Uh, he is a moderate um, uh, councillor. Um, I think he would be... As you just pointed out, either Bruce Duart or Scott Lima would be um, more cooperative with the mayor, less adversarial, yep. le- less transactional, you know, looking for something in return for whatever they get than any number of the councillors that are, are presently on there. So I think the mayor probably would like to see both of them uh, yeah. get elected. <laughs> has, has he come out yet and said that he's endorsing any of those uh, people? No? I have never seen John Mitchell endorse anyone. You know, I, I think it it is... Uh, about time we started talking about what a good politician John Mitchell is. Uh, no he, question. No he question. is, for someone, he does not have any natural allies. He doesn't really have alliances with either the moderates or the conservatives in the council, the, the progressives or the the um, conser- more moderate people on the state legislative delegation. He really is doing this 
just according to marching to his own drummer. He is a qualified person, a Harvard graduate, a person that was a former assistant U.S. attorney. But he's he's I, I think for a long time people thought, oh, he's a short timer. He's not really your typical politician. He's proven to be neither a short timer nor a amateur politician. He's he's very good. Whether you agree with him or disagree with yes. him, you have to say he works hard at the job. Yes, and he's a professional professional guy. I don't think you have to worry in New Bedford under his administration of having any Jaisal career type situations uh, here, any of the situations they've had up in Lawrence or uh, 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 even Boston, I think. Well, uh, the real change would take place if he moved on. That's, that's yes. when the things yes. would get really... And again, my question is, who would take his place? Uh, yeah, I think Scott Lang could... But Scott Lang, uh, although he, to me he seems to be more accessible to talk to and has a different point of view, uh, like with the, uh, the the port area there, uh, to, to me things have already gone past his ideas. In other words, there's, I, there's contracts signed, agreements made uh, to change now and not try to, to try to stop windmills is like, you know, <laughs> you know, fighting yes. windmills. It would be like tilting at windmills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, 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 that sort of thing. Yeah, you're a good call. I have to go to a commercial okay, call. Okay, my friend. Thanks for calling. Yep, take care. Okay. All right, we're back. This is Jack Spillane sitting in for Tim Weisberg, and we have about a minute and a half before the top of the hour, and we have to go to the news. So we have one caller who's been waiting patiently on the line, so let's go to him or her. You're next on WBSM with Jack Spillane. Good morning, Jack. Gilly Safiolis. Hi, Gilly. I don't, I'm going to ask you a question. The gentleman is going to have at okay. 8 o'clock. Okay, but he's, remember, we have a minute and a half, Gilly. So. Is he going to be there for the whole hour, or can we call back? He's going to be there for the whole hour, but you can call and talk to him about the topic. Bob, we're going I, to... Want to talk to him. I want to talk about the election. I got really thing, you know, you're mentioning things about this person and that person. Well, you got and you got about forty five seconds, Gilly. Forty five seconds. I I can't get in what I. But you've been you you've been saying about Michael Jansen for mayor. The guy runs out of a storage bin. Okay, he's making a joke of the election, like the rest of the city councilors. He lives in housing, New Bedford housing. Pays about two hundred dollars a month. They're talking about being shot on on. Uh, for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.